1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane over on threads and Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. We got lots to talk about tonight. So welcome in those of you joining us live over on YouTube over on X. So proud of myself for not saying Twitter, but a welcome in for all these you're joining live. Facebook as well. Podcast listeners, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys subscribing on the various podcast feeds, different places that you can listen to podcasts. So we'll be taking some of your live questions and comments tonight for those of you who are joining us live for this game or for the for this show. I've got basketball games on the mind since we saw Team USA play just the other day. And it's um it's great, it's great. Have a basketball in August been absolutely fantastic but it been something to get us through the season um the offseason and big great to be able to see our guy austin the Re- austin reeves thriving out there joining me for tonight's show it's sean spaces davis sean how you doing
2: doing all right man thanks for having me back on and I'm ready to talk some lakers basketball and trevor there might actually be the most amount of news to talk about in quite some time or at least like the amount of stuff where we're like okay if you want to call it a pre-production, not really pre-production, but like throughout the day, hey, we could talk about this. Hey, we could talk about this instead of a big 9.45 or well, Easter time at least. And we're like, yeah, what are we going to talk about tonight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah, there were there were a few things that have gone on uh, today. You know, and let's just to kind of warm everybody up, uh, to, to, before we get into, because we did talk about Usman Garuba, who's now on the market. We need to talk about him as a potential Laker, all of that. Before we get to that, though, Stan Van Gundy, I don't know if you saw this show. (laughs) I did see it. You did see it. (laughs) Was beside himself. Now, I think he's biased here, because Dwight Howard is his former player and all that. But Stan Van Gundy was beside himself that Anthony Davis was put on the top 75 all-time list instead of Dwight Howard. And I look, again I get it. You're always gonna gonna support your guy. You're always gonna support despite that awkward moment when the Magic were trying to trade Dwight Howard and then Dwight walked into the press conference with Stan Van Gundy. That was one that was an all time press conference moment. But um he was just so upset that Dwight was left off. I think Dwight is very deserving. I also think A D is deserving though. I don't look if you look at the top seventy five all time list. Look at it right now. I I don't think AD is the guy to look at and say, oh, he doesn't belong. Or For some reason, we went to that. For some reason, it became, well, why did Anthony Davis make it and Dwight Howard didn't? Dwight Howard, had three-time Defensive Player of the Year, uh, MVP candidate. AD has also been an MVP candidate. Both of won championships, AD won a championship as the guy or, or the 1A, 1B guy, Dwight didn't. So maybe that's got some value there too. But I think you can make an argument for either guy. Easily, and I don't think you could be necessarily appalled that one guy made it and the other one didn't. I think the bottom line with the top 75 list is there's going to be good players that don't make it, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, Dwight deserves to be on that list, but why are we bashing Anthony Davis for no reason? You are like Anthony Davis is not a top 75 player because even if you want to pretend last year didn't exist, right? But we're going to... Acknowledged last season, Anthony Davis legitimately just had one of the 10 best postseason defensive runs ever. That is a fact. The fact that opponents literally shot 16% worse at the rim when Anthony Davis was there is insane. And Anthony Davis defensively blew up the number two seed. Yeah, blew up the number two seed in the Memphis Grizzlies. Blew that team up. Make Taylor Jenkins look like he didn't know what he was doing. And then Anthony Davis was still arguably the biggest reason why they beat the warriors as well. Like let's not pretend that Anthony Davis at his peak is a 25 plus point per game player. Plus giving you best defensive player on the planet type, you know, production defensively, which with all due respect to Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard is not nearly as skilled of an offensive basketball player as Anthony Davis is. I think AD has his flaws offensively. So like, I get it. Be biased. That's your guy. But, like, be upset that Damian Lillard. I like Dame. But be upset that Damian Lillard is on the list over to White Howard. Be upset that, I don't know, there's a couple other guys that I don't even want to mention for sake of not getting slander. But Dame's the first guy that pop into my head. Like, be mad at some of these other guys. And to credit you really quick, Trevor, like you said, it's a top 75 list. There's going to be somebody that's going to bicker and complain and be upset like that's that, that that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen, unfortunately. But AD is without a doubt a top thirty-five player, and I would argue is a better player all time than Dwight Howard. And White Dwight Saints are gonna come at me and say, "Oh, defense player of the years"? It's Tim Duncan does have a DPOI. Like, cry. Like, come on.
1: I I in general. I don't tend to, I I, I honestly don't care. I think most of the time, like these top 75, top 50, top 100, top 10, number one overall, right? Like if you want to, even if you want to argue LeBron and Jordan, I I think it's just, or Kareem, or whoever you want to put in. I tend to not care that much about these debates because I think it's just an excuse to argue about something. Um, Because no matter what you do, somebody is going to be snubbed, Right air quotes right someone someone's gonna be no matter what if you make a top 75 list somebody's gonna be snubbed you make a top 100 list you make a top 200 list whoever would have been 201 oh this player got snubbed is this right is this wrong should this player be in there there's a lot of good players that have come through this league i don't think this is something that's so egregious it would be a different story if it was like devin booker got put in the top 75 or, or something like that when he's still young he still has a long way to go in his career you know, and not Anthony Davis or something, or 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 go a, a step further. If you put you know, Victor Wembanyama hasn't played an NBA game yet, and, and, <laughs> and, he's, and he's okay, like that gives us something something to complain about, and be upset about. This isn't anything to be upset about. This is a, you can make an argument for either guy, and, and you just move on. That's the way I tend to approach this stuff. And I think that if you're getting super upset about this, well, you're probably trying a little too hard just to just to make an argument because it doesn't seem this isn't anything that's egregious. Again, I could get it if. Anthony Davis had never even made an all-star team or something. And he's on top 75. That's not the case. We're we're talking about great players. We're talking about great players here.
2: Two things really fast. One, I am so very curious what your top 10 is of all time. I don't know if we have to do that on camera or off camera. I just want to know what your top 10 is. See, Um, that's just
1: it. Like, I don't have a top 10 sitting in front of me because I don't care.
2: Okay. And then my second point would be going on to the point you kind of were talking about. I think the good debate is very stupid Only because, like, okay, we had our big Laker Nation, you know, team gathering, if you will, for Uh Summer League. (laughs) Every year, the conversation, especially with our guy Ryan, it's, oh, it's LeBron and Jordan. I'm like, dog, this conversation goes nowhere every single year. We're just – going back and forth for two and a half hours while having drinks. And, so like And that's what
1: I mean. Like it can be fun to to debate yeah. that stuff, but it's why I don't put a lot of time into like, oh this is my this is my top ten all time locked and loaded. Cause it's never it's not like you it's you carve it in stone. Cause next yeah. year somebody's gonna look really good and, and you go, oh well maybe now this changes. Well then so that's why you can change it. Yeah.
2: You can you know, always change
1: these
2: yeah I think yeah, I'm not gonna name a player but I don't know. I think it could be a fun conversation as long it as be you're as long as there's no emotion attached to it, which also is a big problem with the goat debates so or like top ten debates, we could take out the emotion and just actually talk basketball. They could be really, really fun. Sure, but unfortunately, that rarely ever happens.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's 0. true. One percent of the time. N- next thing you know, punches are thrown. <laughs> like, like, like people have. The, well, it's just the way it goes. Things are being broken. Jordan's better. LeBron's better. Ah, so LeBron's angry. A um, you know, I, I do want to mention here, Manny last show sent in a, a super chat and I missed it. And I usually stay on top of these, but I missed this one. Uh, he said on it, uh, what would the cap look like if LeBron retired next season? So technically if LeBron just retired, just retired and that's it, his money would still count against the cap for the Lakers next season. It's still sit on the books. And The reason why they do that is, not that he'd be getting the the money on that. He'd be getting paid, but they, what they don't want is shenanigans where a player retires and then unretires and, you know, just to to mess with the cap and does things where, you know, Oh, suddenly he's taking a contract for a veteran minimum or something. The NBA doesn't want any kind of weirdness with that. Um, It doesn't want anything, any kind of incentive for a team to push a player to retire. Um, That's what the NBA, MBPA wouldn't want to see. So it's not like you get that instant cap relief. Now, if they, if, LeBron were to retire and negotiate a buyout with the Lakers or if he were to negotiate a buyout and then just say well I'm retiring I'm not signing with anybody else then you could clear some cap room that way theoretically Um, but it's not like the Lakers would suddenly have a bunch of cap space if LeBron were to walk away uh, as a free agent this summer then you would get that cap space available and then you could if he decides to decline his player option um, and then you would have a little bit more breathing room out there on the market so It's again, I think the Lakers are hopeful that LeBron will stay next summer, but we'll see where things are at. He was talking about retirement this summer, uh, and I think a lot of it may come down to the health of of Bronny and where he's at. And is he going to continue playing basketball? So long way to go. And I'm sure that decision is not yet made for LeBron or anywhere close to it.
2: Yeah. It's going to be a very nerve wracking process for sure.
1: Okay, let's talk Usman. Garuba. Let's talk about him. So um Utsma Garuba today got waived by the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And nice. this is Utsma Garuba, the former 2023 uh, or 23rd pick in the 2021 draft. And he's interesting. He's a big shot better than 40% from three this past season. I like his defensive instincts. Slides his feet really well. Not a great athlete at all. I, I did a video for this on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Kind of a clunky finisher at the rim. But, Sean, you and I were talking about him. You're actually you're pretty high on, on Usman Gruba. I am, too. Um, but I think what was kind of funny is we came up with a comparison. We said he is uh, inverse Jackson Hayes. <laughs> ba- basically, that's what he is. The stuff that Jackson Hayes... Is good at Usman Garuba is not so good at, and the opposite is also true. The stuff that that Hayes is not good at, Garuba is. Good. Although Hayes slides his feet pretty well, but that's yeah. but athletically he is very much an inverse Jackson Hayes.
2: Yeah, i I really do think Usman Garuba is a rotation caliber player. If you can get him at your fourteenth roster spot, that's a bargain, man. I really, really do believe that, and I think. He is Wenyon Gabriel Plus, if that makes sense. Because I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be the natural comparison. Six eight, six nine-ish.
0: Um scrappy. A,
1: a lot of a lot of our chat is saying he's too small. He's six eight, seven two wingspan. Can you put he's a small ball center? He's that's a small the, ball the
2: center, yeah. But I think you can put him next in Anthony Davis because offensively he can space the floor well enough like you said uh i want to say it was what 42 let me see if i can find the numbers really quick 42.1 i want to say i can't just shoot threes uh it's about 41 percent on th- corner threes last season he's a really really good shooter even though the shot kind of looks clunky really everything about him is kind of clunky but the shot goes down it's really been maybe the more consistent thing about his game um but i think you compare him next to ad he actually is a pretty good post defender, weirdly. Um, his biggest concern on both ends of the floor is the finishing on the offensive end and the rim protection defensively, which is where I could get the, he's not a big argument, but he has legitimate versatility defensively. Like Trevor said, he slides his feet really, really well. Pretty, pretty instinctive defensively, just a smart player um, that, you know, makes the quality rotation, super versatile, offensively can shoot, all right passer. Um, and then really quick, kind of tie this into a bow and answer a chat question. Who would you rather have, Garuba or Winian? I think it's Garuba by a lot. I think you get yeah. a more versatile player, a significantly better shooter to where you can have two bigs and air quotes for the podcast listeners on your floor and not lose the spacing he's only 21 so there is still legitimate upside there i really do think he is a rotation player and if you strike on on christian wood maybe this is a hot take but i'm going uzman garuba over Bismack Bianco for the upside more versatility and you have the big-ish center, not not big-ish, Jackson Hayes is a large human being, but you have your big center, get more scheme versatility, which I think is going to be a big thing we see next season. Uh, I'm a fan of Luz Garuba. I mean, clearly over these past two minutes, I think I've illustrated that.
1: No, I, I like him as well. I, like, I liked him uh, during the draft uh, process. He was a guy that I looked at for the Lakers' 20-second pick, which they had that year, until um, an ill-fated trade came along. That they put that pick uh, into. That was a bad moment. Uh, but I like Garuba a lot. Now I'm seeing a lot of our chat is saying, no, we want a true center. He's 6'8". He's a small ball center. I think the issue is the Lakers have already said they want a different skill set than what they've already got. And that's that's just it. So, so if that's the case, you want a different skill set than what you've already got. Because if you want Christian Wood, he's not big either. He's not big either. He's not a true center either. So if you want a true big, it's going to be really hard to find a different skill set than what you already have in Jackson Hayes and Anthony Davis. Essentially, you're talking about a big that can shoot the three. So that narrows it down to what, like Myers Leonard, maybe, um, I guess you could say Colin Castleton has a different skill set because of his ability to push the ball down the court. And he's more of a true five. um, other than that, I mean, like that eliminates JaVale if he gets bought out by the the Mavs, which we expect is going to happen before the season starts. So that's, that's where Garuba checks some boxes because he can still play some good defense for you. He's a good passer on the short roll and he can give you a little bit of floor spacing out there. And he's still really, really young. And I do think, you know, looking at things, I wasn't sure if he was going to clear waivers. Looking at things now, though, I think he probably does. Because um, anybody could have had him for free. If they wanted him on this contract and nobody went after him. So I think he, you can get him on this veteran minimum deal and off you go. And, and you can add with the roster. You've got another big. Now that said, let me ask you this, Sean, because I think this is important. If you were to have the option sign Garuba right now, but it means Christian Wood is gone. He is not going to sign with you anymore, or you can continue to wait, lose Garuba, but still be in the running to get Christian Wood, what option are you taking?
2: If I fail to get Christian Wood, can I still get Bismack Biambo?
1: I mean, you'll still be a player out there on the on the free agent market, sure. I don't know if it'll be Biambo. You'll get somebody.
2: i probably wait. But yeah, I don't I'm know, a... and this is something that was just spitballing off the top of my head while you were talking, Trev. If you're a big group next season in terms of fives in air quotes once again is anthony davis jackson hayes christian wood not christian wood who's <laughs> Mongaruba, and colin castleton i feel really really confident i maybe confidence not the right word but i feel good with that group kind of ballsy in a way because those are three boom or bust type of players in my opinion where castleton I think is a year away, but there is a weird scenario where I think he could be really good year one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Usman Garuba super, super clunky, but I think he could be nice. Jackson Hayes is literally all upside. The epitome of boomer bust in my opinion for this Lakers team. Um, but the odds are that you strike out on all three, given how this Lakers team operates in terms of their scouting, even like just pro scouting. Um, I, I just, I just don't think it's that unlikely. And what Jackson Hayes is at most 23. Colin Castleton just came out of college. And uh, Usman Group is only 21. So you got three dudes that if one to two of them hit, they could be legitimate long-term Lakers as well. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really like the idea of that. And then to hell with it. Just have them have a training camp battle. We're in NFL mode. Yeah, classic training camp battle. Start off at LeBron's little mini camp. Roll it through Lakers training camp. We see how it goes in preseason, and then you kind of solidify things from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's a uh, training camp battle is a great idea. If you wind up getting some of these younger guys, I am of the mindset that I, I would wait for Christian Wood um, because it's simply the, it, it's this: if Anthony Davis is out, and I'm assuming he's going to be out at various points of the season, um, whether it's for load management or whether it's for an injury, he will be. He will miss games. And if he's out, Christian Wood can step in and drop 20. Garuba yeah. cannot do that. Garuba cannot do that. So for that reason, I would wait for Christian Wood for the upside. Um, and I like Garuba a lot. I think he's a really interesting player. Uh, but I would, I would wait for Christian Wood. If I knew that by signing a guy like Garuba, I would um, automatically be disqualifying myself from the Christian Wood race. Now, that said... Lakers don't have one open roster spot; they have two. Yeah. So that begs the coach begs the question: Why not both? Why not both? Why not? I wouldn't mind it. Um, I wouldn't mind it.
2: How much longer do you wait on Christian Wood, though?
1: Mid September. You wait till 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 LeBron's training camp. Okay. One of our somebody in our on our in our chat said that I believe. Or no, it was somebody on uh I believe AMP the call in show said mid September. In fact, I think it was Colby um said that mid September. And I think I agree with that. I think you wait until LeBron's training camp. And if it hasn't happened by then, if they're still waiting on the Damian Lillard thing, you see you call up Christian Wood, call up his agent, and you say, Look, hey, this is where we're at. We need somebody now. We want to have somebody in for camp. And I don't think this is unreasonable at all. We need a final answer right now. And if you're still not sure, we're we're gonna move on. Yeah. I I think you have to. Yeah. I think you have to. And I and I would I'm I would imagine that Christian Wood and his representatives are expecting that sort of a stance from most teams in the NBA.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So Garuba though, somebody who's interesting. Young, 21 years old, first round pick, good defensive instincts not my first option, but he's another big on the market. And frankly, given how thin the big man market is, it's probably not a bad thing that there's another guy out there, that there's another option out there to to potentially turn to. Is he a destroyer of worlds at the rim who can also shoot the three and do all these things that the Lakers need? No. I've got a lot of people saying, but who's going to guard Jokic? That player's not out that... If there's a player that can guard Jokic, that guy was signed at the beginning of July. They were on the free agent market, fifty that million player,
2: dollar contract.
1: Teams teams were tampering with that guy in, in mid June, if not before. That guy's not on the market Back in April. Yeah, you're you're not going to find that guy on the market right now. That's not happening. That's not happening. Um, all right. Let me. I'm seeing most of most people in the chat. Oh, I've got some people saying they would rather have Dwight than. Garuba. What do you think? Give me Garuba. Give me Garuba. I'm not commenting.
2: <laughs> By comment, I'm, you, do you know that meme? By comment, I'm going to be in very big trouble or something like
1: that? Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not going to comment on that. Any Dwight Howard or JaVale... Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, or DeMarcus Cousins questions, please forward that <laughs> to my uh, email. I, in my uh, My secretary... Uh, Ron Gutterman, Denver Ron answer those questions for me
1: Ron is your secretary now?
2: <laughs> I don't know, I just made that up on a fly <laughs> I'm
1: going to I'm gonna have to let him know that Denver Ron is now, a, is now the secretary for Sean Davis wow,
2: there we go All right, big time hire steal of the offseason
1: Ron is moving up in the world <laughs> Ron moving on up buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way To buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Personally, I'm the shopper, right? I look around a lot of different places trying to make sure I'm getting the best deal, particularly when it's a bigger purchase, which, well, tickets to a sporting event, they usually are. So I shop around to a lot of different places. So, Game time takes away my stress when I'm shopping for tickets because they offer a lowest price guarantee, which is absolutely phenomenal. So it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect. No surprises. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds. And because of that game time guarantee You'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time credits you 110% of the difference. Think about that. That's how convinced GameTime is that they will offer you the lowest price. They offer that guarantee. That way you can buy with confidence and avoid that stress. The tickets get sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email or anything like that. You get them right to your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Lakers Nation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. Um, Sean, have you been doing any fantasy football drafts?
2: Uh, I actually need to do one, uh, coming up. I need to set one up. Why? What, what, what's on your mind?
1: Well, seeing as here we are recording this on August 21st, let's face it if you're watching the Lakers Nation podcast right now, you're joining us live on August 21st. Uh, you're a real one, right? You're a diehard. You're here at August. We haven't, a training camp hasn't happened yet. We're past the excitement of free agency and all that kind of stuff, all the summer trades. Yes, we're all kind of waiting for Damian Lillard to figure out what's going to happen there. And frankly, not even Lillard, it's for Miami and Portland to figure out what's going to happen. And who knows what's going to happen with James Harden and that situation. So there's still some exciting things going on in the league. It is a 365 day a year league after all. But those of you who are paying attention at the moment, you're the real ones. So the Lakers Nation Lister League is back. Fantasy hey! Football league. You want to compete against me? You want to compete against Sean? By the way, Sean, you're in the league. Congratulations. Oh, um, awesome. I, I didn't know you, I qualified. We, we may have some other LakersNation.com staff members join in as well. I'd like to put this together pretty quick and uh, and get the league set up and draft early September. So we've got a couple weeks, week and a half or so. Um, if you would like to compete against us, join us in the league. It'll be a 12-team league uh, all you got to do, shoot me an email. Shoot me an email and state your case for why you should be in the league. And don't tell me, oh, we're going to dominate all your teams. I'm so good. All that kind of stuff. Let me know. Give me, your, give me your thoughts. Doesn't have to be a novel. Give me a couple of sentences.
2: If it's a novel, why? that's preferred.
1: No, do not send a novel. <laughs> I don't to all that. But why do you want to be in a, in a league with us? And we'll put together a league. It'll be fun. Uh, and uh, I'll give away a, a Lakers prize for the winner. I can't specify exactly what that prize is going to be just yet, but I'll settle on something, and uh, we'll have a prize for the, the league winner, a Lakers-related prize. Maybe we'll do a jersey or something like that. That sounds good. So, Don't
2: we still have our bet? What was our bet? I forget the bet, but we had a bet. and I The bet, oh, man, when do we make it? Chat, if you're a real one, please let me know. I forget. Oh, I can't believe I forgot it.
1: The bet bet that we had. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a football bet, wasn't it?
2: Was it? Also, really quick, if this guy applies, (laughs) automatically (laughs) in set in stone. Sean,
1: the Chargers fan. Oh, no, I think it was, um, wasn't it over under on games played for Anthony Davis?
2: It was uh, who plays more games. Oh, who plays more games?
1: LeBron or Anthony Davis. That's right. And I think
2: right. I took AD. I think
1: I believe you did.
2: Yeah, I took AD. You took Brock.
1: I should have written it down. I should have written it down. <laughs> okay, but there's the there's the email. Shoot me your email if you guys want to play fantasy football against us. Trevor at mediumlargela Podcast listeners, let us know if you'd like to join the league. Uh, we'll be picking number of people to come in and uh, and play some fantasy football with us.
2: Really Sound quick. Good? Shout, out, shout out to our buddy Robert. And just the chat in general, Sean signed Denver on to his supermax assistant email opener.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, my plan is let's put a deadline of uh you know what? We'll put a deadline. September I'm going 1st. out of town this next this next weekend. Let's put a deadline of Thursday evening to get your submission in that way I can announce I can contact and announce winners on Friday. Sweet. And that and then we'll have everybody who's going to be who's going to be in the the league. Oh, I like this idea. I need to put a sticky note on the wall with the bet. <laughs> I need to write that down.
2: And the loser buys a random viewer. I really forgot the terms of the bet.
1: Yeah, I think we had to buy a Lakers jersey for uh, a random uh, viewer. That's what it was. Yeah,
2: that's what it was.
1: That's what it was. We'll get it sorted. All right. Trevor at mediumlargela.com. If you want to play fantasy football with us, shoot me an email. Got to be in midnight Pacific time Thursday. Well, 1159 Pacific time Thursday evening because technically midnight would be on a Friday. 1159 p.m. Pacific time Thursday evening. That's it. That's the deadline. Shoot me an email. If you want to play fantasy football against us, the lakersnation.com listener league. You
2: you definitely could be a car realtor.
1: I am already I like getting, su- I'm already getting submissions. Did you hey, say I could be go. a car realtor?
2: Yeah. Have you seen the, uh, exist? Are not? <laughs> I said car a realtor.
1: Car realtor? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. We're going to like, just zip, zip that in the bud, but, um, nip that in the bud. It's late. See, I'm Sean sleepy Davis for a reason.
1: <laughs> it's August that's the problem it's august. it's august a car realtor
2: a car realtor <laughs> this a is car a car dealer but have you seen the like webuyanycar.com commercials yeah i swear that would be right there
1: <laughs> i'm pitching that that's true oh man yeah just strike
2: that from the tape bory
1: uh robert gonzalez asking me what's the story behind my email uh medium large is the name of the uh, the parent company over Lakers Nation and, and Dodger Blue and Raptors Nation and, and a few other of the different uh, preferences. So that's yeah. why it's at mediumlargela.com. All right, Trevor at mediumlargela.com. <laughs> <laughs> Car Realtor, no, the Ledge Car Realtor is legendary. I'm saying this live. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. August 21st, that's what's going to happen. That's the way it goes. We're we're not in in season form. It's just what happened. It's what happens here. Um, It's now. Now my notifications are blowing up as I keep getting emails for uh, for league uh, for league submissions, which is great. Keep sending them in. Uh, Rocky Delgado said, "Random solution for All Star Weekend: Get rid of the dunk contest and have defense versus offense teams play each other." Oh, so the all defensive team plays the all plays like an all offensive team. So, like, you take your best defensive players in the NBA. So, like, what? Drew Holiday, Herb Jones. What else you put in there? AD Car- at, the, at the five. Jerry Jackson Jr., Alex Caruso.
2: Like, Caruso, Holiday. Jaden McDaniel's got to be in there.
1: Over Herb Jones? I think so. On the wing? Okay. I'm, I'm fine with either guy being in there.
2: It- <laughs> that's a real. I don't know how much how many points that team's gonna score, but that team definitely is elite defensively.
1: That's interesting, huh? And then what if you had an all offense, no defense team?
2: Ah crap, my bad.
1: He <laughs> put up was that Scorpio?
2: Yeah, oh Sky. No, it I I so good, it.
1: The cards for kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh Sky. That that song. Now that's stuck in my head for the next like 48 hours. Thank you, Sky. Um, <laughs> yeah. All offense, no defense would be what? Like Trey Young, James Harden.
2: Oh, wait. All offense, no defense? Yeah. Any of the Team USA starting point guards or just point guards in general.
1: Jalen Brunson.
2: Or how who's an,
1: who's an all offense, no defense? I mean, Jokic could be a no defense center. He's not terrible, but. He's a, like
2: slightly below average.
1: Yeah. But so you could put him out there.
2: Uh, there's I mean, got to be Cr- a Christian
1: one. Wood could be your four. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Who would actually win that game?
2: All right. Oh, Tully. Luca, Sabiana. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Luca, Luca, Trey Luca, and I don't know.
1: Tully said, Do you guys see Reeves or Delo as the third guy on this team? I feel Delo more likely to put up big scoring games every few games and get us the win than Austin will be super consistent 15 and 20 and five assists. I've got Austin as the third guy. And I think what we've heard so far about the Lakers' plans offensively for this next season involving the, the ball being in the hands of Austin Reeves more. I think that says the Lakers see it the same way and the contracts tell us the Lakers see it the same way. The Lakers negotiated out D'Angelo Russell's ability to block a trade this season only gave him a two-year deal. There is a player option on the second year. Austin, they went a full four years and they were willing to match anything on him. Um, I think it's pretty clear the Lakers see Austin as the third guy.
2: I agree. Not gonna add too much. He spent a ton of time on Austin recently and
1: deservedly so. Sure. I mean, he's the only one playing right now. He's the only yeah. one playing. Uh JJ Ramirez said, would it be fair to say that Reeves' ceiling would be Gordon Hayward pre-injuries? He was an all-star at one point.
2: I could kind of see it. Sure. In terms of like skill set, like neither one's like an insane athlete. Both are good three level scores. I think Austin's. Pretty Probably a better playmaker. They both competed on defense, although like it's definitely not their strong suit. Um, especially if we're talking we're talking Utah Jazz Gordon Hayward. Just to be clear, right, right, I'm right. right. Not,
1: and we're not talking like post foot pointing the wrong way, Gordon Hayward.
2: Foot pointing towards downtown Cleveland, oh. the, the the Brown Stadium. Good grief! But gross. anyway, yeah, I, I probably still disagree, but I, I can see it. I'd see why you come up with that comparison. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Miguel said, uh, considering we have three two-way contracts currently, does that give any indication that we tend intend to use all 15 roster spots? Okay. So in the early going of the new collective bargaining agreement, Sean, just for some context here, for a little bit, there was there was a, a piece in it. That suggested that in order to have three two-way players, you had to have 15 players on your roster, and the reason for that was the NBPA was afraid that what teams were going to do with an extra two-way spot is they just weren't going to sign a 15th roster spot, and they would just funnel minutes to the two-way players. Um, and so there was that was part of an early version of the CBA. The final version, though, that got removed, and there in its place there's a 90 game thing where your three two-way players can combined be available for 90 games total. Um, and any one player, I believe, has a 50 game limit. It's either 50 or 55 game limit for a two-way player. So they replaced that rule of having 15 players on the roster with the 90 game rule. So that's not a thing anymore. So it bottom line, Miguel, what this means is that having all three two-way spots used doesn't mean the Lakers intend to sign 15 players. I'm pretty sure that's where that was coming from.
2: I know I'm just probably blanking, but the two-way spots are Demoy Hodge, Castleton, and Alex Fudge.
1: Uh, yes. Moy Hodge, Colin Castleton, Alex Fudge. Those are your three th- right. uh, two-way players. All right. That's it. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at right now.
0: And...
1: I'd be surprised if they use the 15th roster spot. I kind of want them to, but their MO tends to be to not use it and leave that future flexibility open, whether it's to sign someone on the buyout market or have an extra spot open for trade. I think that's probably what we ultimately see. We see one more player signed and that's it.
2: Yeah, I agree. All
1: right. MHB Manny said, yes, sir. Appreciate it, Trev. Uh, oh, for reading the, the super chat. And I said on amp. Oh, it was, it was Manny on amp that said, if not by LeBron's camp, then you move on. Uh, appreciate everything y'all do. Uh, thanks, Manny. Thanks, Manny. I do appreciate it. And yeah, credit to you for, for coming up with the LeBron's training camp thing in Vegas. That uh, is indeed what I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Miguel Zambrano asks, have you guys thought of doing fantasy basketball? Mm-hmm.
2: Hopefully down the line, yeah, when we get closer yeah. to it.
1: Yep, that's more of a... Uh, October thing, yeah. We'll get into then. We'll do that early October. All right, Sean. Another topic we wanted to get into today. It's Rui Hachimura. There we go. So let's talk about that. Uh, specifically, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Rui. Rui's weight, what that can mean for him this coming season. Um, so what are your thoughts there? What, what's going on?
2: Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of media buzz and. Hype going around recently about Rui and especially after that playoff run and the contract he got, very deserved uh deserved for Rui. And some of the clips recently, especially the one that the Lakers social media page tweeted out today, are posted today on X. It's Twitter, by the way. I'm very disappointed in you for calling it X in your intro.
1: You're disappointed, but, like at some point we just have to go with it, right?
2: No, because it's Staples Center. We're not it's not crypto.com.
1: Okay. All right. See? If we're going to continue to call it the old. I mean, I guess I still call it the pond and it hasn't been the pond in decades. So, okay, <laughs> that's fair.
2: Um, But in the clip, I think there's two noticeable things that stood out to me, Trevor. Number one, I really do think Ruby's lost some weight. He looks a lot leaner, looks stronger in a way, too. And then the second thing is the jumper is definitely been tweaked. And I think in a good way. Um, we know that he's worked out a ton with Phil Handy this summer and really ever since he has got to L.A. And uh, uh-huh. the biggest difference to me, at least, is one, that the shot really changes the most, in my opinion, at the top of the release, where there was almost like a little delay, kind of like a hitch at the top of the shot recently, uh-huh. where now it's just a lot more fluid. The release of the shot is also a lot higher as well. One thing we noticed when we got here is that the shot was really, really flat, especially when he first got here. And then gradually, you're like, "Okay, Rui can is a consistent good three point shooter." And I think we're now kind of see the seeing the finishing touches on that jumper. And mm-hmm. in terms of the weight, I think we're gonna see Rui at the three. I think that's the vision right now, at least, is that Rui's gonna be. in, I don't really think it matters a ton anyway. But, you're
1: seeing all of this in workout videos, is what you're saying?
2: What? Yeah, yeah. Posted. Okay.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm just but, just making sure that I, like, I didn't see that Rui had said something specific about this. So I was just making no, sure that it was, it
2: was just more like a visual thing. Maybe, I don't know. The got camera it. got him good that day and <laughs> Rui didn't lose any weight. The, the, Lakers editors are trying to get Ruiz, you know, <laughs> hot boy summer beach tan I, vibes. I, looking, I, I need
1: to find out what kind of camera he's using then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, all seriousness, I think he's going to play the three. And again, I don't really think it matters, but for basketball position, basic position, he'll probably be the three. And I think losing a weight, in my opinion, Trevor, is only a good thing. I don't, there's been some negativity surrounding it that I just don't think it's warranted. I can kind of understand some concerns because the Mm -hmm. two biggest things I've seen is we're going to need him to help against Jokic, and he's not going to be able to be as much of a mismatched threat against smaller guards. And I personally disagree with both of those things. How consistently reliable was Rui going to truthfully be on Jokic? A. And B, in terms of the post-up thing, he's still, what, 6'9"?
1: Like yeah, and six, he's still going to be six, eight with a seven, two wingspan. Yeah. He's still going to like be that.
2: a strong, physically imposing player that if you have a six, three Jamal Murray on him, Jamal Murray is going to be able to do a darn thing about contesting a Rui Hachimura jumper on a post-up. So I really, really like that. First off, Ruby's kind of, again, fine tweaking the jumper and he looks in incredible shape. Trevor, again, go check out the video for yourselves. Lakers. Yeah, we're, the Lakers. we're watching it right now. Uh, account and last thing I'll say, and I tweeted this out at Sean underscore Davi on X or Twitter that the this could be one of the more underrated things that have happened to the Lakers this summer because if Rui Hachimura goes in the next summer and he's slimmed down but still he keeps some of the you know play strength or the you know athleticism in terms of how you know strong he is physically opposing he is but he gains lateral quickness that is such a massive win for the Lakers in my eyes, because you get more self-creation offensively, where I think he gets to he's able to create more separation for himself and therefore get easier driving lanes. And then defensively, I think he can, he can take the task of some of the, some of the better players defense uh, on the defensive end and be able to stay in front of those guys and be able to stay in front of a six, six guard. But like I mentioned with the jumper it's a great angle right here it's a lot smoother the release points noticeably higher i'm curious okay yeah there's one right there he does still dip the shot especially if it's high he's still dipping it back down but mm-hmm. with the release being noticeably higher there's not a hitch and the shot is just a lot smoother in general Rui we could really have a breakout here next year man i'm so excited
1: Okay, so this is, as the chat is noting, this is catch and shoot. By the way, podcast listeners, I just put the video up um, from the, the Lakers Twitter account um, of Rui. He's just, this is a just catch and shoot situation. He's going around the perimeter, shooting threes. And um, and we're <laughs> obviously, we don't get to look to see whether or not the shot's going in, but I do think there is a, a smooth, the shot looks smoother than it used to. Um, I think that's uh, perhaps a tweak. Also, as far as him looking thinner, I agree that he does look thinner, but he's also like the shirt he's wearing is not, it's a little bit baggy. Um, Again, but I do agree. It might just that, be great camera work. It could be. It could just be the camera. He's I also, it looks like maybe he's got an undershirt on as well. So that could be slightly more form fitting. Anyway, I I'm not going to get into you know critiquing the clothes he's wearing or, or whatever. If he is a little bit thinner, I think that's okay, right? I mean, we're so worried about, well, who's going to guard Jokic? Uh, Rui, like, yes, the fact that he was 230 and and had that size and had that strength, that mattered. But I think that Rui, be- is the biggest thing that he's got is the wingspan, the seven two, seven three wingspan that allows him to really to defend some of these bigger guys. So I think he'll still be okay. Maybe he is gearing up to play a little bit more three. We'll see. I, I would have to imagine LeBron is going to play more and more four as he gets older and older, and so maybe that's the thing where, you know, Rui's re- recognizing that he needs to be able to play the three a bit more and chase some guys on the perimeter. Maybe that's that's part of this, but based on the video, I'd say yeah, his shot, number one, his shot looks smoother and number two, yes, he does look smoother um, with, with his jumper um, and, and he looks thinner, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's definite. Right? Like, let's see what he looks like during training camp. Let's see what he looks like from there before we, you know, are 100% that he's, you know, dropped weight.
2: He Maybe maybe he's still 230, but I definitely think he's leaner. Like, maybe it is like 230, but maybe more 230 more muscle, that makes sense.
1: Like, do you he's think... He's definitely is this, leaner. Is this <laughs> something, like, put Vando next to him and see how he looks? Um... Oh, there's pictures of him without a shirt on. That makes people think he's he's looking slimmer. So is, is he I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. Are you worried about that if he's leaned out a bit?
2: No, I think it's a good thing for the reasons okay. I just mentioned. I I don't see this being a bad thing, truthfully. Yeah.
1: I think it's a good thing. I get yeah. you know, it's funny though, because typically during the offseason, what do we talk about? We talk about everybody putting on uh, 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Maybe Rui has leaned out a little bit, but I don't think that'll necessarily be a bad thing or a detrimental thing for his game.
2: No, not at all.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that this could be good for his ability to move on the perimeter. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no problems with it. And and particularly look, I'm excited to see Rui. What, what's the upside for Rui statistically? What are you looking for?
2: I have no clue.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, like, thirteen is what, thir- okay. Go
2: ahead. I was gonna say like thirteen to sixteen points, eleven to sixteen yeah. points, because that even might seem seems a little high. Because you have a big bunch range. of guys. Yeah, I, I, true, but you have a bunch of guys that could score. It. I mean, Rui Brons gonna get his AD Dilo Austin. Mm-hmm. Your whole starting five can score fifteen plus tonight.
1: Rui is that guy that I don't expect him to do it consistently, but on a random, you know, what probably if they play three or four games in a week, I would guess that one of those games he goes for 20 to 25. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to see those kind of games like fairly often. Not that you're not expecting 20 out of him night in, night out, but fairly often. I think he'll, he'll go for over 20 points. He's got the ability to do that. I also like that for the nights that LeBron is out, Rui can go for 25 points. Yeah. You know, he, he's got the ability to really get going on the offensive end of the floor. And I think that's something the Lakers are going to need this season.
2: Yeah, man. I'm so excited for next year, man. Got into talking about JHS earlier. I'm like, heck yeah. We're a month and a half away.
1: It's, I was just thinking about JHS. And the fact that that people aren't... We're not talking about him as much anymore. Um, if anything, though... So I put out there earlier today on on Twitter just a list. Oh, there I go. I called it Twitter for you, Sean. It wasn't intentional, but I did it. Um, there we go. A list of all the players that the Lakers have drafted since 2014. And hmm. one of the complaints... One of the responses was, yeah, but they drafted JHS. Like, as a negative... <laughs> What <laughs> that's that's what I that that was the response. People were saying, Yeah, but they drafted JHS as though that's like a terrible thing that they've done. That's a um that, that washes away
2: almost a yeah. decade of great drafting.
1: That's a negative in their in their ledger, according to, to some people. He hasn't even and played I was surprised. yet. It, uh, exactly. He hasn't even played yet. I was surprised to see that that was the discourse around JHS and people are still you know kind of down on him even though we haven't seen or heard much about him since mid-July.
2: Man, that's really frustrating.
1: So huh. here's the list.
2: okay
1: here's the list. Uh, Lakers draft picks from 2014 to present. Now I made a mistake right off the bat 2014 Jordan I missed Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. I didn't put him in. problem is the Lakers have so many of these guys that they, they didn't technically draft. So when I look at their draft picks, they didn't draft him. The Wizards drafted Jordan Clarkson then technically traded him for the Lakers, but the Lakers told the Wizards who, who to draft. So you still include him in this, in my mind, in my when I'm calculating this. But regardless, look at this list. You look at how well the Lakers have done in the draft over the years. Julius Randle is now on a four-year contract that's paying him $117 million. Jordan Clarkson is now on a deal... That's paying him, I believe, it's $51 million. Yep, four-year, $51.5 million dollar contract. D'Angelo Russell right now is on a two-year, $36 million dollar contract. Obviously had a much bigger contract than that on the last one. Larry Nance Jr. on a two-year deal, making $21 million. Brandon Ingram, five years, $160 million. Zubats, Ivica, three years, $33 million. Lonzo, four years, $85 million. Man, I hope he gets healthy. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, just got four years, $102 million. Josh Hart, four years, $81 million. Thomas Bryant is on a two-year, $5.4 million contract, made more than that on a, a prior a couple of contracts ago. Uh, Mo Wagner, even, who is seen as a draft day miss for the Lakers, is on a two-year, $16 million contract. Think about that. The 25th pick, and we lament that the Lakers missed on that pick, and he's getting $8 million per year right now. Uh, THT, three years, $31 million. Max Christie will be next up to get paid here. Out of all those guys I named. Out of all the players the Lakers have drafted. Only Anthony Brown, Isaac Banga, and Svee Mikhailuk, who Svee may or may not have an NBA offer right now. Those are the only guys who aren't in the NBA right now. That's the Lakers draft history. And I bring up the money because of how much a lot of these guys are making. Because you know what? The good players, if you're good, you tend to get paid. So that's why I put the, the dollar figures into this because these guys are making real money here, a lot of money, and that tells you how well the Lakers are done drafting. So it's surprising when you put that, that's the Lakers draft history, and you look at how much the NBA believes these guys are worth right now. And I mentioned JHS and people are going, oh, well, but they drafted JHS when they shouldn't have. It's um. Crazy.
2: I think, and I've seen a bunch of this on Twitter. I've seen a, a little bit in the chat that the Lakers didn't need to, you know, spend another draft pick at a guard they can't shoot. Sure. And I get it. The stats don't really, you know, support Jalen Lutrofino, but I'm a believer in the shot. I really, really am. There's that's a, a reason why he was the 15th graded player on my board if i'm wrong about him i'm wrong like the lakers they have their misses every once in a while too um but trevor on pull-up jumpers like in, from three at least on pull-ups he was good like mm-hmm. in terms of efficiency grades out similarly to how he did on pull-up mid ranges. it's really just catch and shoot threes where it is the biggest you know wild card with Hood hutchifino shooting he is a sensational mid-range shooter. We knew that when uh, when he got drafted, right? Grades out well as a pull-up three-point shooter. The finishing got better or has been better already since he's got to the NBA. Limited sample size, obviously, all being in summer league. Great passer, capable defender. Again, it's the reason why I was high on him. So and if the shot doesn't pan out, you got a guy that can pass really, really well that can create from the first two levels of the floor at least. And mm-hmm. then could it's going to try at least defensively. And yeah, and Choco Thunder, that's exactly my point when I'm talking about the catch-and-shoot shot. It's the mechanics, but that is a very, very fixable thing if Rui Hachimura hasn't taught you anything. So I'm a believer in it. The, it's the catch-and-shoot. It's no coincidence why he's a bad catch-and-shoot three-point shooter and the free throws have a, you know, they, they're both bad. It's not coincidence, in my opinion. And then you're Phil Handy at the, is
1: on your staff.
2: You have Phil Handy, you have Chris Gent, you yep. have Jordan Ott. I, I feel more than okay. And if he doesn't pan out, it's not for the, the lack of trying. I really, really believe that.
1: This Lakers team has done a great job drafting. Um, and that's that, that was the point when I posted this. Uh, and I add in Alex Caruso, what he got. Austin Reeves, what he got. These guys weren't drafted, but still, the Lakers, they have found guys. They found they they have identified talent. The point when I posted this was just, hey, the Lakers scouting department has done a tremendous job, and you look at how much these guys are making, and that you know that that tells you that also that the Lakers spotlight is also real. That guys can come to L.A. and a lot of these guys aren't Lakers anymore, but you come to L.A. and you have a chance to show your stuff, and that is going to resonate with the NBA if you do find success with the Lakers. So, go ahead, really
2: quick. On on pull up threes, which is or just from above the break, whereas a lot of his dribble pull up threes are from 39.3 percent from above the break threes last year at college. He was 10.5 percent from three on corner threes though. It uh, Indiana last year, and obviously we, not... we
1: shot 10.5 percent on corner threes. Yeah, well, I mean, you just throw that number out.
2: That Because that's
1: ridiculously low. Like, that's that's beyond unsustainable. Like, he would shoot 10.5% if he was shooting with his offhand on corner threes.
2: Well, I'm going to also try to fact-check one more thing. But, yeah, like, I'm a believer, man. And if he doesn't pan out, just doesn't pan out. But, like, I get it. Cam Whitmore was there. But trust me, the Lakers had the reasons for not taking Cam Whitmore, as did 19 other teams or – you want to say he wasn't a top four pick, so did 14 to 15 other teams had him passing up on Cam Whitmore. So Mm -hmm. the mechanics work on him. That's a very teachable thing. And just to write him off, I think, isn't fair.
1: Yeah, no, he hasn't played an NBA game yet. It's too early. It's too early. Have If anything, history tells us that the Lakers are a club, that you should have some faith in their draft process and – Let's see what happens with JHS. I think this first year, it's going to be kind of a redshirt season for him. I think the yeah. Lakers have enough guard depth. I'm, I'm not expecting to see a lot of them this year. And that doesn't make it a failure. I think they're going to take time, get his shot right. And what I'm looking to see from JHS is next year at Summer League, next July, I'd like to see JHS perform at a level that Max Christie performed at this year. And if he's so, done that, then that'll be a great sign.
2: Official official numbers, a little bit above thirty seven percent on pull up threes. The number is thirty percent on unguarded catch and shoot threes. So there you okay. go. Thirty seven percent on pull up threes is really really good. So I'm a believer.
1: All right, before we get to our last topic for the show, I need to give out to a shout out to our sponsor, and that is NBA 2K. Mobile, you can create your own epic NBA 2K mobile uh, minutes. It is the must play mobile game for basketball lovers who want to conquer the court online. Download NBA 2K mobile free and start customizing your my player and dream team today. Guys, I don't play a ton of video games anymore. I used to back in the day. Now I'm chasing a kid around. I don't have a ton of time to go play video games, but I've checked out NBA 2K mobile. And The thing that I love, because for me, it's the learning curve. I don't have time to sit down and learn a game and learn all the ins and outs and all that kind of stuff. I need to be able to sit down and play 2K mobile. It was so intuitive, so intuitive, so easy to just pick up and play and start start making plays almost immediately. And so I really appreciated that, how easy it is just to pick it up on the go, And play. I love, love, love that. So critical for me. And I know it's the same way for a lot of you out there. This is the mobile game for real basketball fans. You can immerse yourself in all the ultimate basketball gaming experience on your mobile device, collect player cards and build a powerhouse team, hopefully with the Lakers and rise to the top. There's always something new to explore. Like, for example, the new beach cruise court. You can embrace summertime and Summer Vibes. There's tournament mode, events, regular season updates, and nonstop action. Best of all, it's free to play on mobile. So download NBA 2K mobile free on the App Store or Google Play. Use the promo code Tatum2K mobile to redeem an exclusive Jason Tatum Pearl tier card. That's T-A-T-U-M 2K M-O-B-I-L-E That's right. Jason Tatum, a.k.a future Laker, NBA 2K mobile. Check it out.
2: And I'm pretty sure you guys can play against people on NBA 2K mobile. Have it downloaded on my phone. Great game. I don't play a bunch of games, but quality game for sure.
1: So uh, Sean, does that mean you're volunteering to play against people?
2: You guys can hit me up on Twitter. Also, <laughs> if you, have, you know, yeah.
1: All right. Our last topic for the day for today, Maddie James Said this version of uh, this version of Team USA is proving doubters wrong, and I'm loving it. Why do you both think the team is doing so well despite what the media was saying about the team?
2: Wait, why do you think?
1: Why do you think? So, despite people people look at this roster, and you see Jalen Brunson. You see Anthony Edwards, you see Brandon Ingram, you see Jaron Jackson Jr. Look, these are talented players, but these aren't the megawatt headliners, Right. right? It would be different if this team was Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, right? If it was the top, top, top names were on this squad, that would be like, okay, it's the dream team. Right, it's all of it's all the su- the superstars. Instead, it's Austin Reeves, right? It's Tyrese Halliburton. It's the guys. Look, if you went up to to somebody on the street and you said, "Do you know who Tyrese Halliburton is?" I imagine there's a lot of people that would say no. If you're not an NBA fan, you don't know Tyrese Halliburton. If you're an NBA fan and you hear LeBron James is playing, you know LeBron James. You know Kevin Durant. Right? These are not these are not the headline guys that we're used to seeing like you go back to the dream team in 92. it's magic, it's Jordan, it's bird, it's all these guys, right? Um, it's David Robinson, it's all the, the top guys of the era. You're not seeing that on this year's team and yet they're still successful. Now they just barely squeak past Germany. but what is it, Sean, that you think is allowing them to find success despite not having those top tier guys?
2: I think. One, they are still the more talented team. I do think they are than a lot of these other teams. Um, I think that they do they 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 like playing with each other. I, I think they they play with the energy and a joy that I think is unmatched. Um, and especially you get to that bed shooting like Halliburton.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> comment... They didn't even invite Trey Young, and <laughs> still doing great. That's true.
2: Trey um, Young will be the best player on this team. That is not. A he take. he
1: wanted to be invited, and they said no, thank you. They didn't invite. Oh wait, him. that
2: actually happened.
1: That actually happened. They Trey wanted, wanted to be. They wanted two-year pl- They wanted two-way players.
2: They wanted two-way players and got t- two cones for point guards.
1: I mean Halliburton's a little better, I think, defensively than than Jalen Brunson, but they wanted they wanted guys that were gonna fit into a team system and not be like heliocentric ball. And that's okay. More well that, that's, I, that's he- a
2: better that's a better argument than uh two-way players. And if they don't want heliocentric players or bogs or whatever, then you probably need to change up that entire starting pie.
1: <laughs> Tal- talent-wise, he talent talent-wise, he could definitely be there. But but I'm sorry, that that completely interrupted uh no, your uh your point. your talk there so what did what did you have for us there
2: no i mean i think it's pretty much everything i said I, I think they get a lot of the disrespect because you know to be quite frank this isn't the most talented team usa team we've we've had probably in a really long time and like i said on the post game show the other night that is just simply because like you said the top american players aren't really doing it so these are kind of your top american players outside what ad Trey said, well, they said no to Trey. And then some of the other guys just aren't, you know, they're not the top guys. And then your your top American players, LeBron, KD, Steph, they're older. So they're probably not going to be incredibly interested in playing in Team USA Mm -hmm. because they're, especially KD and Bron, they're recovering from injuries. Um, Steph kind of does his own training regimen. Anthony Davis has a full offseason where he can just actually train, no worry about injuries, really nothing. He also kind of actually allied, kind of recovered from his foot injury. And then Tatum, Tatum's the only guy that I'm looking at like, yeah, you're. Not, he's not playing. That would be a, a nice benefit of playing. So I think that's why they get the disrespect. The game's have been kind of closer than we're used to. But, again, it's just because this isn't one of the more talented Team USA teams that we've seen in recent memory, but it's still probably the best team. In terms of on roster talent, now I, they could definitely no show and lose, but
1: still. yeah, I still project them to. I would say they're the favorites to win the World Cup, but they can lose, but they could lose. They could they're lose. Reasonable. we saw it against Germany, they were down eight and a half time, they're down 16 at one point. They yeah. could lose, it's possible. Uh, like, and off like the dream team. They could have a terrible shooting game, and that means they're winning by thirty-five instead of sixty or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this this is not that anymore. They have an off-shooting night. Team USA does, and they can be in trouble. And we saw the way Germany kind of exploited their ISO tendencies uh, with their starting unit. And so there, there's work to be done here. But I also say this: Team USA has been a lot of fun to watch. The starting group maybe not so much fun on the offensive end to of watch. Like Anthony Edwards is always fun to watch, right? But it's a lot of ISO. But that second unit, the ball pings around, and the first unit, the defense has been a blast to watch. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, and we've got the FIBA World Cup starting up on uh, the 26th, which is Saturday.
2: Saturday, and we'll uh, it's an early game, but we'll be there on playback.
1: All right, Sean, you're committing to that. I will. I will be. I, I will be en route to the deserts of Arizona at that point. So, will you? Uh, so, you're going to commit to being there for uh, for playback.
2: Yeah, I thought we, uh, thought we agreed on that Saturday. Or okay. we just,
1: just making sure before I said it. Okay, so come watch Team USA, uh, the first game of the Feeble World Cup on Saturday the 26th. It'll be on the Lakers Nation Playback channel, which is playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Um, let me double check on the time on that.
2: I think it's um, 8 o'clock Eastern, I want to say. 8 840 Eastern, Eastern is actually That's the right. time.
1: There it is. 840 Eastern you can join us on Playback. Get up early and come hang out with Sean. I,
2: I will gladly take the extra 40 minutes of sleep. Lord knows I he, need it.
1: He's going to hold down the fort. <laughs> he's going to hold down the fort. Is LeBron officially retired from Team USA play? Would love to see him get one more gold medal in a Kobe veteran leadership role. He may have an opportunity to do that uh, in the next Olympics, but I don't think next he's year, made year, Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's made a definitive statement either way.
2: Um... I'm assuming we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. but before we do, I want to ask a question to the chat. This Ooh. is an idea that's been tossed around vaguely off camera. Two, well, two part. One, would you guys be interested in me and Trevor doing retro Laker rewatches on playback? And if so, what would be some games you guys would want to rewatch? For example, a game I would love to rewatch. It would be number one on my board would be 2010 Game 7 NBA Finals, Lakers-Celtics, for an example. So put it in the comments. Shoot me or Trevor a DM on Twitter, at Trevor underscore Lane and at Sean underscore DAVI, if that's something you guys would be interested in and what game you guys would like to watch.
1: Yep. Yeah, because we are going to start doing those over on. Playback Game 7 would be a good one. Oh, I like uh, the 81-point game. That would be a good one as well. Um, Some good options for us to do. Uh, we should put one of those together for this week. Yeah, that'd be fun.
2: I, you wouldn't want to see that—the the Sean versus Trevor one-on-one. I, I win 21 nothing.
1: <laughs> Somebody said that in the in the comments section. Sean versus Trevor one-on-one. That'd be fun. Although, look, I've been—I it's been like a decade since I was supposed to play Alan Sliwa one-on-one, and it just never—it never materialized.
2: We had a couple that go in twenty-twenty game six. The- Game six, you're more so just of like reminiscing, and in, in terms of how much of a blowout that was, that yeah. game was never close. Uh Big shot, Rob.
1: Oh, that's a good four. one too. We've got we've got so many great classic games too. Yeah, to pull from. Oh, we should totally, nuggets. we should definitely do a game where they beat the Nuggets. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs>
2: any Lakers game without former Laker player I'll let you fill in the blank would be nice
1: oh man oh man
2: game two Lakers Denver yeah how about any game we beat the Nuggets
1: oh the game two the the Anthony Davis game winner yeah that's a good one that's a good one okay Let's wrap things up there. Be on the lookout. Sean and I will let everybody know when we're going to do that uh, live stream over on playback of a classic Lakers game. We'll do that this week. We'll pick an evening and do that. But appreciate everybody for joining us here live over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Thanks for coming in. Podcast listeners, appreciate you guys as well. Make sure you give us that five-star rating and review. Until next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.